This is Archive Atlanta, episode 202, Monford Point Marines. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. There are so many stories from American history that, while not centered solely in Atlanta, have connections to the city. So this week, I'm going to talk about something just like that, a short story about the U.S. Marine Corps' first black Marines from the lens of those that enlisted in Atlanta. There are movies, books, documentaries, you name it, about the Tuskegee Airmen and the Buffalo Soldiers, but the Montford Point Marines are just recently getting the attention they deserve. Before we get into the story, let's get a little bit of context. African Americans have participated in every war the U.S. has ever been involved in. Revolutionary War, War of 1812, Mexican-American War, Civil War, Spanish-American War, World War I and II, Korea, Vietnam, Gulf, Afghanistan, and Iraq. Today we're focusing on World War II and the desegregation of the Marine Corps. There was actually a dozen black Marines that served in the Revolutionary War, but from 1798 until 1942, enrollment in the Corps was denied to black men. The civil rights efforts that would lead to the integration of the military in general could fill an entire podcast, so I'm not going to get into that detail too much here, but the NAACP, the National Urban League, and the National Negro Congress led the charge especially post-World War I. And in 1938, the Committee on Participation of Negroes in the National Defense Program was formed. In 1940, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was re-elected with substantial black voter support, and in 1941, he issued Executive Order 8802, which prohibited ethnic and racial discrimination in the national defense industry. This was the first federal action to promote equal opportunity and prohibit employment discrimination. But while it banned discrimination, it did not ban segregation. In May of 1942, the Secretary of the Navy announced plans for the recruitment of 900 black Marines to begin in June of that year to be trained near New River, North Carolina, in a combat battalion. Alfred Masters from Oklahoma City became the first black U.S. Marine to be sworn in. In Atlanta, any black man between the ages of 17 and 29 who wanted to enlist went to the second floor of the Rialto Theater at 76 Forsyth Street. Now, while the Rialto is still downtown, this is actually the building that predates it. The city of Atlanta had just been made the new 13th district for the Marine Corps, a change from being the substation to the Macon office. And the July quota for the Atlanta office was 40 people, and the total goal was to enlist 500 men. To lure prospects, the Marine Corps promised a salary of $50 a month with room and board, uniforms, medical, car, and recreational activities. And what they said is that if you added all of that up, it really was $150 a month value. Since there were no black officers, early recruits were told that they had the best chances at obtaining those ranks. So that was kind of another way to lure them in. The first six Georgians to enlist were Rufus Jackson from Athens and five men from Atlanta. Horace Johnson, James Taylor, Trambers, Rogers, Hubert Shepard, and Joseph Banks. Two young basketball phenoms from Booker T. Washington High School soon enlisted. Their names were Oscar Thomas and Albert Warren. Now, while they all became Marines in July, the first black Atlantan was not called for training until August of 1942. Why? because the Corps had to finish their segregated facility at Montford Point. Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune was constructed in 1941, but it was solely for white Marines. 
A satellite base named Monford Point was built for black recruits. And in interviews with Monford Point Marines later in life, they described that the first recruits had to literally build these facilities in addition to completing their regular basic training. The drill instructors were white and many were not thrilled at the prospects of allowing black people into the Corps. Black Marines were never allowed on Camp Lejeune without a white Marine escort nor were they permitted to ride through town. So to get to the rifle range, there were stories that they had to get on boats at 4 a.m. and travel over the water to the range. During the time the camp was open, it's estimated that 20,000 African-American men went through Monford Point Marine Base. Harold O'Neill Ector was the son of Reverend Walker Ector, and he lived in an apartment on McDaniel Street in Atlanta. He was known locally as the Hot Dog Man because he worked as a baker's assistant at the corner of Auburn and Butler Streets. He enlisted in the Marines and trained at Montford Point. Leroy Freeman was a Booker T. Washington grad, a deacon of Oliver Baptist Church. He joined the Marines at Montford Point in 1943. There was Angus Jamerson, who was drafted in 1945 as a Morehouse student, and he was actually discharged a year later in 1946, and he returned home to graduate. Another recruit, Ernest H. Lyons, left a wife, two sons, and a job as a daily world photographer to join Platoon 3 of the 51st Company Defense at Monfort Point. Post-World War II, Lyons became one of the first black eight police officers hired by the city of Atlanta in 1948. In 1944, though, he was stationed in the Pacific, and he was a member of the Rhythm Kings, which was a singing group, which I love that story. And he passed away in 2000. Howard Ball was an 18-year-old kid living with his family in an apartment on Boulevard, and he enlisted into the Marine Corps in 1942 and was sent to Montford Point. In later oral histories, Howard described waiting for hours in the Southern bus-, bus Terminal because white Marines got priority seating. During his enlistment, he was in the first two units sent to Iwo Jima. After being discharged, he joined the Atlanta Police Department, and in 1955, he was the first African-American police detective in Atlanta, and he later became the first black sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and assistant chief of the department, and he died in 2007. Atlanta's Monford Point Marine Association was founded in 1965, with then-Mayor Ivan Allen named an honorary member. In 1974, then-Vice Mayor Maynard Jackson was made an honorary Marine by the organization. In 2012, there's only a few hundred surviving original Monford Point Marines, 10 of whom lived in Atlanta. And in that same year, then-President Barack Obama collectively awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor to all of the Monford Point Marines that served. So the association still exists locally. It's called Chapter 5, and they have an original Montford Point Marine as a member. His name is Ambassador Britton. So today, the organization is really open to all Black Marines and Marine veterans, both men and women. Shameless plug, because my husband is a member and his best friend, Johnny Higdon, is the acting president. So putting that link in the show notes, if uh, you're interested, it is a wonderful group and they do a lot of volunteer activities. So there you have it, the story of the Montford Point Marines and those men from Atlanta that hold that honor. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll see you next week.